4: That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And uh, you know, um, we have a this is going to be a very fast-paced show uh, today um, because we have so much to, to cover. The UN is in session. I believe that Quid Pro Joe is going to uh, speak at the UN today which would be kind of interesting in and of itself. Um, so my uh, thing that I'm going to be waiting for, and <laughs> looking forward to, not what he says because every word that comes out of his mouth is fiction. Um, so, uh, you know, it's just a spin. He doesn't even know what he's saying. He's just going to read a teleprompter and he's going to say a bunch of words that are going to be given to him by his handlers by Obama disciples who are working in his government, like Susan Rice, for example, works in his cabinet. You know, Susan Rice, I knew I knew somebody who knew, went to school with her in high school and said she was dumb as a bag of rocks, that she definitely ended up way above what anyone would have expected of her in terms of status. And, uh, you know, she's the one that lied about the senseless video in Benghazi and she lied about all these. Every time she lied, she got a promotion. But he's going to be saying a bunch of words. What I'm going to be looking for at the UN General Assembly today is I'm going to be looking for the applause. Because, see, globalism doesn't work without America. Globalism does not work without America. It just doesn't. Fundamentally, it can't. Because you know why? Like any other social socialist program, they need the cash from a healthy capitalist society. And that's what ha- has happened in just about every other situation. They they milk the capitalist dry. They milk the coppers dry. They see an opportunity. So as soon as you're a corporation or as soon as you're an industry, as soon as you get, like the internet, they didn't mess around with the internet and then they did. You know, they they uh, and then they got involved in every way. And they're like, we could tax that. That's now good enough for tax revenue. How great is that for the government? We can go ahead and do all kinds of things with regard to, uh, you know, financing our lifestyle. And that's the sad truth. But yeah, globalism... Does not work without the American voter. Um, I think I said that here. Let's see. I was, I was, I was looking for the, something that I wrote. Um, well, I did write this one yesterday. It said, Democrats see a real chance of losing in 2022 and 2024. The polls are looking pretty good for the Republicans, by the way. Um, it's looking like the House is a certainty to be taken back. And now the Senate doesn't look as promising for the Democrats. And why should it? You got Joe Biden really crashing and burning when it comes to the economy. And from what I understand, 63% of American voters like the Republicans over the Democrats when it comes to the economy. And it's starting to become like transparent. You You can't hide it. You know, they're lying about the secure border and they're lying about inflation. For Joe Biden to sit on 60 Minutes in that interview, and I have something great about that interview. I have a clip that juxtaposes Trump on his 60 Minutes interview and Biden on his 60 Minutes interview engaged with each other. We're going to play that today. It's going to be great. I, I fell in love with it when I, I, I read it, uh listened to it. So, it says here: Key Trump dossier source Igor confirms he was paid by the FBI. Yeah, we got that. People are going to know Charlemagne the God, a black radio talent. Um, he has a show on Comedy Central as well. Came out and supported, and came out in support of Abbott and um, DeSantis. And he he thought that the idea of sending these people to Martha's Vineyard was brilliant. We're going to play a clip there, too. You know, I think that they're already losing the Hispanic vote. Hispanics overwhelmingly are Republican, just like their Cuban brothers. Uh, and then you, you have uh, the black vote. And the black people just have been slow on the uptake. The black liberals... Uh, they're still on that plantation of, of the government dole, you know, taking their pittance and living, you know, on the government's dole. It's no different than when slaves, you know, were living in poverty on a plantation for room and board. It's no different than Chinese sweat markets where families live in dorm dormitories in horrible conditions, and they work just to pay for a roof over their head and food on their table. That's called communism, folks. And that's where we're headed if we're not careful. So when Vladimir Putin, though, it's no coincidence. It's not a coincidence. It's by design. When Joe Biden, he's basically saying to Joe Biden, I'm not afraid of you, and I'm not afraid of NATO. I have nuclear weapons. What did you think when you were going to go to war with Russia? What did you think? So Vladimir Putin came out and said, yeah, I'm not bluffing. I won't hesitate to use them against any Western nation that is in support of Ukraine right now. And frankly, I can't stand Zelensky. I think that he is a corrupt individual. I think that Ukraine has corrupted our politicians. I think that Hunter Biden and Big Joe, the big guy, were meddling in China and in Ukraine for decades, and this is nothing and and as as has been Pelosi now in Taiwan, yesterday it was Ukraine with her son Paul Jr. Meanwhile, getting all kinds of stock tips and outperforming the markets and getting all kinds of real estate deals for her husband, Paul Sr., who drives around drunk, smashing his Porsches into things while they go up to their vineyard and get drunk. It's disgusting, the leadership that we have in our country. And it's not just exclusive to the Democrat Party. you got people like Lindsey Graham, the McCain dynasty. You know, John McCain was a radical lefty, from Oregon, that went to the Navy, couldn't fly a plane to save his butt, went to one photo op after another, and married into wealth, leached onto his wife's money, as the, the distributors that they were out of Arizona, back in the days of Barry Goldwater, when Arizona was actually a red state. Now it's a blue state. Thanks to the McCain's, they turned and twisted that state into nothing but a pile of corruption. And I'm talking about politically. The people there are great, but here's the problem. Their government is so corrupt. And that's thanks in large part to John McCain. That's his legacy. And... The only way that John McCain ever could have gotten elected in Barry Goldwater's Arizona back in the you know, 70s and 80s is if he ran as a Republican. So he was a Democrat that ran as a Republican. And that's what happened there. So I said this yesterday. Democrats are see a real chance of losing in 2022-2024, evidenced by their scorched-earth aggression to advance their progressive initiatives, Or the Democrats know their election rigging is unstoppable and they don't fear the voter. It's one of the two or a combination of both. They're rigging elections, folks. They're rigging them. I said this. Biden is destroying the Democrat Party And for that, I say thank you. Globalism cannot work without American voter, without America voter support. Illegals from South America support the MAGA movement. And Charlemagne, the god, could be shifting black liberals to support MAGA too. And if they do that, it's game over. It's their history at that point. At that moment, they're done. So, you know, I, I posted this other thing about um, globalism. And I said from indoctrinating children with perversion to masking them with COVID, vaxing them to tracking their every movement under their collapsed economy, globalists have failed miserably yet remain in power because of election rigging, the people have universally rejected globalism and they are still ramming their agenda down our throats. So, you know, I got to thinking about this and, you know, I read this thing from Peter Sweden, uh, Peter from Sweden, he said, central bank digital currency, digital ID, facial recognition, personal CO2 tracker, climate change passport, monthly driving limits, microchip cashless payments, social credit scores. This is the future under global communism. These are the same people that brought us the Patriot Act. I had this thought yesterday. The Patriot Act should be abolished by now. It was supposed to be temporary in and of itself. It was supposed to be temporary. We were going to give up some of our rights, just like we gave up some of our rights Oh, for 15 days to slow the curve. And all of a sudden, that 15 days turned into an eternity. Think about that for a second. 15 days to slow the curve. And we now know from Deborah Burks' book that that was just total bogus. We heard from a scientist that six feet social distancing was an arbitrary number, they didn't put any science into that whatsoever. It was just made up based on common sense and what we knew. Stay six feet away and you're less likely to get it. If you stay 12 feet away, you're even more less likely. If you put on two masks, you're more or less likely. If you put on 10 masks, you're less likely. Yeah. I mean, what level of IQ do you need to figure that one out? Like zero? It doesn't take much. What have these people been doing for 50 years? I thought scientists were supposed to be smart. So, you know, it was 15 days to slow the curve with COVID. We went from climate, uh, uh, climate uh, global warming. We went from the ice age, Leonard Nimoy, remember his commercials in the 70s? To global warming. To now it's just climate change because the ch- climate always changes. Oh my goodness. Forget about it being cyclical. Forget about all the scientists that have said this is nothing but a power grab by globalists. Forget about it. But we should be ending the Patriot Act by now. The NSA should not be collecting metadata on all of our cell phones. The social media companies should be sued and brought up to the Supreme Court, which they are right now, for their censorship and and violation of our civil rights. They should be treated like a utility because they do so much work with the government, hand in glove. And they work with one party over another, and they meddle in our elections, and they should be sued, fined, and crippled. They should be probably separated, and the people that run those companies, like Mark Zuckerberg, should be thrown in jail, as should Bill Gates, for pushing these stupid vaccines and buying up all of our farmland to control our food supply. It's all there, folks. And we need to do something about it. We need the courts to act. We need the courts to get involved. This country can't function anymore under the corrupt leadership of Joe Biden and his whole band of communists that are running this country right now. But they lied to you about 15 days to slow the curve, just like they lied to you about the Patriot Act. And the reason why I'm so upset about the Patriot Act is because when you open the borders and you install the Taliban in Afghanistan, you've pretty much said, the hell with the Patriot Act. I mean, we were supposed to... Take out the Taliban. We were supposed to secure our borders. And, and and we were going to give up some of our civil liberties to um, so that uh, these but then they turned it into an election ringing event where you had these the FBI financing, out and out financing Russian spies to infiltrate the Trump party so that Hillary Clinton could win in 2015 and 16 and it was not much further it was not far different than Watergate and it's the same playbook over and over again and it's just getting it's getting so tiresome it's getting getting really really old you know I read this thing about the Watergate which I thought was uh, very interesting. Um, and uh, they. Uh, oh, I, I'll find it. Um, but it was it was quite interesting because they they actually corroborated what I had been saying all along. That Watergate was an inside job. Here, this is uh last night. Tucker Carlson said this about Watergate. I thought this was quite interesting. Now, those of you that listen to this show regularly, you know that I came up with that concept. And I said, well, it wasn't even a concept. It was based on a lot of facts that I researched. But I was the only one that said this. I said that Hillary Clinton was on the Watergate Commission, that Watergate was an inside job by the Democrats, the CIA, and the FBI. They infiltrated. There's no way they would have gotten caught if they knew what they were doing. There was no surveillance back in the early 70s. Nixon didn't need to spy on the Democrats to win. He won in a landslide against McGovern, right? So why did he do it? He didn't do it. The Democrats did it because the cover-up would be worse than the crime. And they thought that Nixon would cover it up. But Nixon's underlings covered it up, and then Nixon tried to protect some of his senior officials that were that fell into the trap. And there were some zealots down at the bottom ring rung of the Nixon era, like G. Gordon Liddy and Howard Hunt, which CIA connections, and they got involved because they wanted to be impressive. They bit they took a bite, they fell into the trap, they bit the cheese, and they got their head snapped. And they caused all kinds of problems for Nixon. And Nixon then had to protect some of his senior staff, and there was a lot of things going on, like Mitchell's wife, um, you know, things like that. So I always remind our audience when I tell this story, Donald Trump said very clearly that the cover-up is worse than the crime. One thing you learned about Watergate and Richard Nixon is the cover-up is worse than the crime. And he was basically saying, I know what's going on here. I know the play. They infiltrated, they made stuff up, and they, now they want me to cover it up and, and, and squash it because they want to get me, they want to get my fingerprints on the cookie jar for the obstruction of justice charge. Then they want to impeach me in the House, which they managed to do one way or the other, come hooker by crook. And that empowered Lindsey Graham, who is the who is the who is the lion of the Senate. He's in charge. He controls the votes. He controls the corrupt money flow. And those who play ball with Lindsey Graham get rich, and those who don't don't get reelected. And so. Richard, Lindsey Graham holds a lot of power because he learned everything he learned from John McCain. He was John McCain's lapdog until John McCain died and Lindsey Graham became the heir apparent in the Senate. And that's why I think he had so much leverage over Trump and I think some of Trump's hires, whether it's Christopher Ray or anyone else investigating, Gina Haspel at the CIA, anyone investigating Ukraine, anyone that could really tell the story about the level of corruption in Benghazi with the uh, ISIS uh, mercenaries that were protecting the oil fields, they were going through Libya, who they killed off, Libya. He was acting like a toll collector. It was cheaper to kill him take his weapons and his gold and pay off uh, the Iraqi soldiers that were going to protect the, uh, pay off the ISIS soldiers that were going to protect the uh, ungoverned Iraqi oil fields that were then going to be distributed through oil companies going into like Burisma Holdings, going into Europe and going down into Africa. And that's, that's what was going on there. That That's the whole thing. And Iran knew about it. Soleimani knew about it. Trump took Soleimani out. Trump put an end to the mercenary group called ISIS that was protecting the oil fields. And he put our military in charge. He took our military off the Syrian uh, border where the conflict was. He said, why are we standing in the middle of a war that's never going to end with bullets flying over all of our heads? We're going to... We're going to leave some there, but they're going to protect the oil fields. It's ours now. Why give them the oil? And why is Europe making out like a bandit? So today when you see Biden at the UN, he's probably going to get a standing ovation. You watch. And the reason why is because he gave everything back to the Paris Accord, to to every multinational, multilateral deal, multinational corporations are benefiting. Davos is happy. The globalists are winning because the globalists can't survive without the American voter support. And although they're not getting the American voter support, because who would, su- who would ever support the IRS breathing down your neck? Who would ever support putting a chip where you could be tracked everywhere you go into your arm? Who would ever support digital currency where they'll ta- defund you if you don't say and vote the right way? Who would ever support censorship? Who would ever support two standards of justice? If you're a conservative, you get screwed. And if you're a liberal, you, you get away with it. Who would ever support any of this? That's why I, th- I f- found it interesting. When they were talking about Bolsonaro possibly losing to the socialists down in Brazil. And if that happens, there's going to be an exodus from Brazil into the open border of America. It'll be Venezuelan 2.0 on steroids because Brazil Brazil's population a lot bigger. And I said to myself, huh, they said it out loud. They didn't even know it. They were telling the story about how Bolsonaro could lose to the socialist and how that would result in an exodus of people and an influx of people coming through our southern border. So what you're really saying is, if your state becomes socialist or communist, people run from the state and try to get as far away from you as possible. So then I ask the question, how in the world could you ever win an election with that kind of love and affection, right? I mean, people hate you. People hate the globalists. They hate it. They hate the Gestapo-like tactics. They hate Nazism. They hate Stasi law enforcement. Nobody likes it. Nobody likes the lockdowns and mandates and restrictions. Nobody likes these climate lockdowns where if you don't comply with rationing, you're going to go into the uh, slammer for three years in prison. Nobody lives this way. We didn't live this way in the 80s and 90s. We didn't live this way in the '50s and '60s. It was peace, love, and freedom. But these radical socialists have turned this into a. So McCarthy was right. Communism is the enemy. But let's take a listen to this Watergate thing. Uh, it was a real quick, twenty-nine cent set, uh, second clip from Tucker. Let's uh, let's take a listen to this because it's quite it's quite mimicking of what I've been saying about Watergate and the Russian hoax for years now.
0: Popular president in American history, as measured by votes, which is the only real poll. Okay, he's talking poll. about
4: Richard po- popular in, Nixon. Popular
0: president in American right. history, as measured by votes, which is the only real poll, was Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon won his 1972 reelection campaign in a historic landslide. He carried 49 states, biggest margin ever. And then within a year, he was disgraced, and six months later, he was gone because Watergate, which no one can still explain even to this day, that was clearly driven by government agencies, including the FBI. So we were thinking about Richard Nixon the other day. Popular president.
4: So, you know, that's kind of interesting he says it, because no could figure out why it happened or why anyone would do it. The Democrats did it. That's what it is. Just like the Democrats did the Russian hoax. You know, why would Trump do it? He didn't do it. The Democrats did it. The Democrats are pure evil. They're cheaters. And they're babies. Because everybody gets a trophy. And trans people are okay. They don't care about children. They don't care if that children child gets a vaccine that's going to cause blood clots that are as big as your pinky finger. And f- six feet long. Running through your body. That's what the pathologists are seeing right now. They're seeing a surge. And this kind of travesty. It's absolutely absurd. But they want power because they want to indoctrinate you. So Don Lamont, over at CNN, he's on the morning show now, whatever the heck that's called. And he asks the royal a racist question about reparations because he's black and he, he's a racist himself, Don Lamont. Right? He just wants to stir that up and divide America even more, like somehow I'm supposed to pay for some crime that was committed 200 years ago or 100 years ago. (laughs) When in fact, I think he should be charging the Democrats because it was the Democrats that fought for slavery, Jefferson Davis against Lincoln. It was the Democrats that fought to abolish the 13th and 14th and 15th Amendments. They didn't want to see black people become more than three-fifths of a man. They wanted them still... Impoverished. The Democrats didn't want to give the black people the right to vote. Look at the voting record. Okay, history doesn't lie. It was the Democrat George Wallace that stood in the doorway and didn't want integration into the schools in Alabama. He was a Democrat governor of Alabama. And it was a Democrat, Robert Byrd, that was the last sitting Ku Klux Klan member to ever walk the halls of the Senate. He was the leader of the Senate and Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton praised him like there was no tomorrow. And it was the Democrats that actually wrote the Jim Crow laws. State and local Democrat officials passed what we would call like COVID guidelines, guidelines, CDC guidelines. They would pass guidelines adopted by woke liberal corporations in the South that ran the hotels and ran the companies that wouldn't hire blacks, that would set up separate uh, bathrooms, separate uh, water fountains, and uh, wouldn't allow black people in their establishments. Those were not constitutional folks, but they were part of the Jim Crow guidelines and that's what was going on there. They were all Democrat policies, every one of them. The Ku Klux Klan was, run, was founded by Democrats. Guess what? Margaret Sanger was a liberal that wanted, supported eugenics. And that's why we see, I just heard this report yesterday, in Fetterman country, You know where Oz hopefully will win that race for the Senate in Pennsylvania. But 70% of the abortion clinics are found in black neighborhoods. And it represents the lion's share of abortions. Minorities represent the lion's share of abortions. It's sad. Let's take a listen to Don Mano ask this question. He got a legit answer that... Slavery was actually originated in the country they came from, Africa. And right now, you know, the black leadership in South Africa is seizing the farmlands and killing off the white farm owners in South Africa, just murdering them and taking their land. (laughs) As if they never learned right and wrong. It's just the stupidest thing. But... That's what it is. Segregation, racism is stupid. And the only thing left in politics that's stupid is the Democrat Party. So, you know, naturally they're racist. But they want to call you that and they act like like a two-year-old, like you can't see the little ruse that they're doing, right? The little lie that they're telling, which is what they're doing. You're like, ah, I see what you're doing there. You're projecting on me what you really feel in your heart.
2: It comes as England is facing rising cost of living, a living crisis, austerity budget cuts, and so on. And then you have those who are asking uh, for reparations for colonialism, and they're wondering, you know, $100 billion, $24 billion here and there, $500 million there. Some people want to be paid back, and, uh, and members of the public are wondering, why are we suffering when you are...
5: 2,000 naval men died on the high seas trying to stop slavery. Why? Because the African kings were rounding up their own people. They had them on cages waiting in the beaches. No one was running into Africa to get them. And I think you're totally right. If reparations need to be paid, we need to go right back to the beginning of that supply chain and say who was rounding up their own people and having them handcuffing cages. Absolutely. That's where... They should start. And maybe, I don't know, the descendants of those families where they died at the, in the high seas trying to stop the slavery, that those families should receive something too, I think, at the same time.
2: It's an interesting discussion, Hillary. Thank you.
4: Dalaman. <laughs> it's an interesting discussion. He doesn't know what the, He did not know what to say. That woman, brilliant. I bet you she's a lawyer. I bet you she's brilliant. She was asked that question on the fly. That was the most beautiful answer I've ever heard. And it's true. That's the killer. That's the kicker. The kicker, not the killer. Let's take a listen to this. Is this the real reason Andrew Tate got banned from everything? Let's take a listen to this. This is a great, great commentary. Very reminiscent of the things we talk about on this show all the time.
2: Everybody understands that these places are tyrannical and that they control ideas and that they force narratives. And I use... My wording is the matrix. I call them the matrix. And people say to me, why do you call them the matrix? And I say, because they project a false version of reality in real time that people subscribe to. If there wasn't an absolute blacklist on all opposing views during COVID-19, that bullshit would never have gone on for as long as it did. It went on for as long as it did. and They managed to purport a false version of reality for so long because you couldn't discuss the opposing side. We just talked about our friend here who got banned for saying something very sensible and logical. So when you get huge media companies that can literally alter reality in real time by deleting the other side of an argument, they're creating a matrix is what I like to call it. So I call them the source of the matrix. So people understand this and there's huge pressure behind the dam. But the problem is people say, well, what's the alternative? And I think if someone could pave the way and put a crack in the dam by ma- maintaining massive relevancy, despite of a ban. And and to be honest with you, a a huge portion of my fan base were 18 to 23, 24 year old males. When you have the youth, the masculine youth of the world thinking for themselves, that's pretty scary to authority because it's the masculine youth of the world that is, one, the revolutionaries, and two, also, that's the backbone of the slave force. If you need people to go die in a ditch in Afghanistan, you need them. If you need people to work bullshit jobs in a coal mine with no health care, you need them. If you need people to blindly comply to bullshit, you need them more than anybody, more than you need the feminists and the fucking li- the liberals, you need the, the real men to go out there and comply with the bullshit, to live a shitty existence, to purport and prop up a system. The warrior class. The warrior class, right? And if enough of these men stand in one place and say, this is enough, that's when a re- revolution happens. Mm-hmm. So this is the most dangerous group of the demographic that the Matrix and the people are trying to control and they have to have a narrative over And that's why they're trying to weaken them in every regard. And when I'm sitting there saying, don't listen to the bullshit, yeah. become physically strong, think for yourself, prioritize your brotherhood above what the fucking Matrix is telling
4: you. I'm sorry about the language. Um, this, this was on a network that is not supposed to allow... Um, uh, I heard bits and pieces of that clip. I didn't hear... All the words when I was putting that together, but uh, you get the idea, you know, and uh, again, I, sometimes that happens, folks, but uh, Andrew Tate's known to be a cursor, but this was on a, uh, this was on a, um, a network uh, that uh, I'm surprised allowed that to be said without beeping. So my apologies there, but I actually think it's a powerful message that he makes and we can learn from it. And that's what we should take from that. Um, all right. So that's part of the globalist agenda. Now, I have another clip I want to play. Uh, it's in line with the UN. And, uh, and then we're going to take it to COVID. Then we're going to take it to Martha's Vineyard. You know, we have, we have a, kind of a lot of things that we have to cover right now. Um, all right. So, um, yeah, that surprised me though. That surprised me a bit about that. Um, and I'm still looking for this clip that I thought I had in the queue and it doesn't seem to be, uh, ready. Let's see. Nope. All right. All right. All right. Well, I'm just going to move on. Um, All right. So um, we're going to go. If I find that clip, I I will play it. But here's a here's a good, interesting, quick clip. Who do you trust to handle the economy? Now, I said this earlier today in the show and uh, just take a quick listen to this. Who do you trust to handle
0: the economy? Democrats, 38 percent, Republicans, 52 percent. If you're Republicans, we talked about immigration earlier in the program. If you're Republicans, you see those numbers and you think, talk about inflation. Yeah. Who do you trust to handle the economy? Democrats, 38 percent. Republicans, 52 percent. If you're Republicans, we talked about immigration earlier in the program. If you're Republicans, you see those numbers and you think, talk about inflation.
4: Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, immigration going to be the next. I really think that uh, the Republicans are going to win this thing in a landslide. And, uh, you know, I was invited to go see Herschel Walker today. I had a scheduling conflict, um, so I can't. But um, he's he's in D.C. today at the uh, Capitol Hill Club, and uh, I really want I really wanted to see that, and uh, so you know because I, I've heard him speak many many times, and I got to tell you, it's uh, he is a remarkable remarkable man. I want to play this clip here. It's Biden and Trump on sixty minutes. It's just a super great uh clip. And then yeah, and then and then we're going to play yeah, we're going to play this one right now. All right. Here we go.
1: We created the greatest economy in the history of our country. Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. The unemployment numbers for African-Americans, for Asian-Americans, for Hispanic-Americans, virtually every number was the best. Inflation rate month to month was just, uh, 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 just an inch. Hardly we had at the all. best stock market price ever. I got that. But guess what we are. We're in a position where for the last several months it hasn't spiked. You know what? She deleted 33,000 emails. How that could possibly happen? How anyone could be that irresponsible? And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that, I mean names of people who helped, et cetera. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. Yeah, I think it's disgraceful what she's done. I I Honest to God, that's all I think. The biggest scandal... Was when they spied on my campaign. <laughs> I, say it's, I think it's, I, I haven't. Look. They spied on my campaign. They got caught. Don't. And then they went Don't. much further than that, and they got caught. Yes. It was our Justice Department. Yes. It was Obama and Biden. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. So wrong. I, I think what happened was disgraceful. It should never have happened. Think about that should never have happened. Think of how that has changed everything. What kind of ice cream, what flavor ice cream do you have? You think I would tell you if I knew exactly what it would be? Of course I'm not going to tell just you. You just come in here with that negative attitude. And it's much ice too cream. early to make that kind of decision. And when I finish, this country will be in a position like it hasn't been maybe ever? I'm more optimistic than I've been a long time.
4: I thought that was really funny. Um, it was a little bit of a parody. Um, So here's a Democrat that's joining the MAGA movement. Let's take a listen.
6: Um, Right here. Because, wow, Uh, first and foremost, the choice in colors, blood red, and black, that was weird. And then listening to him trashing uh, a huge portion of uh, his citizens (laughs) Um, was just unbelievable. Uh, it's like uh, being in another time, time zone, timeline, other planet. I don't know. Uh, none of it made any sense. So I've been an ind- independent for the majority of uh, my life, and I'm going to say that uh, I am joining the Make America Great Again movement because the Biden administration is is starting to really scale the crap out of me. Um, the only other person I could think of uh, that would have pulled something like this, being that I was born and raised in Europe, is uh, Adolf Hitler. He can stand anyone disagreeing with uh, his party and uh, make sure that anyone that did disagree was going to be shut down. Well, that's exactly what I'm seeing here. Exactly what I'm seeing.
4: She would know. And here's Marjorie Taylor Greene. No president should be selling the America's people, people's oil to our enemies. She just posted this. So uh, let's take a listen. I
7: just introduced articles of impeachment on President Joe Biden. Joe Biden is selling our strategic petroleum reserves. This should never happen. He is draining our reserves and selling our oil, Americans' oil, to foreign countries. And China is a top buyer. China is our enemy. They are not our friend. They're buying Americans' oil. The Strategic Petroleum Reserve is our emergency supply for if something goes wrong in this country. It's now down to 434 million barrels of oil. That is nearly half of what it was when President Trump left office. This is an outrage this is completely wrong and no president of the United States should be doing this to the American people. It's going to create a national emergency crisis and that's exactly what President Joe Biden is doing. This is the number HR 1362 impeach Joe Biden. HR
4: 1362 impeach Joe Biden. And the Democrats are radically unhinged. A conservative well we 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 all know about the Republican in North Dakota that was shot dead or murdered, I should say. I don't know the details of the case, but Charlie Kirk just posted this. A conservative teenager was just brutally murdered by a Democrat in North Dakota for being a Republican, which movement is the party of political violence. And then there was another one where uh, Turning Point had an event and they were showing a clip of Kamala Harris and they kicked over the projector. You know, just absolute violence. And this is the same party that's been going after, you know, our children uh, with the COVID shots. But th- this this report here about the Hunter uh, the Biden crime family. This is new. This is one Hannity. Let's take a listen to this
0: big breaking development tonight surrounding Mr. Zero Experience Hunter Biden the Biden family syndicate and because now Congressman James Comer he says he has evidence of Hunter's efforts to sell American natural gas to China and now Congressman Comer has obtained a PowerPoint presentation from 2017, apparently detailing these business arrangements. And a whistleblower, we are told, has now come forward and says Joe Biden was, in fact, himself involved. Here to explain more, ranking member of the House Oversight Committee, Kentucky Congressman James Comer. Congressman, welcome to the program. Uh, I want-
4: now, now, pay attention, folks, because this is kind of important. They, they also uh, got involved with... Uh, cobalt, cobalt mining and battery manufacturing. And now you're seeing Joe Biden push his green energy initi- initiatives, which is going to actually create dem- uh, abundant demand on the cobalt mines that they procured for China. Do you get it? It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. listen to this. It's going to make perfect sense to you.
0: I want to remind people that Hunter and his laptop, that everyone lied to us three three weeks before the 2020 election and said was Russian misinformation, but turned out to be true, implicates Joe repeatedly. The big guy, Tony Bobolinsky confirmed that. Uh, Oh, I'm paying half of dad's bills. Oh, I've got to pay for dad's repairs. Uh, Oh, he takes half my income. So he implicates his father many times. Now we have evidence that he did, in fact, meet with many of Hunter's foreign business dealing
8: partners. Uh, and now you got this. Tell us what you have. Well, what we have is... Uh proof, emails, uh, as well as a whistleblower that confirms the validity of bank transactions that we also have that showed that Hunter Biden, through his company, Hudson West, was negotiating a deal with the Chinese energy company, CEFC, to purchase American natural gas. They had a map in their PowerPoint that was written in Chinese that highlighted all the natural gas providers across the United States. And what uh, Hunter Biden was trying to do was negotiate the sell of liquefied natural gas to China, but also CEFC's main objective was to be able to start purchasing interest in the drillers so they could get the foot in the door and be able to have more control over American natural gas prices. And this comes at a time when natural gas prices are at a 14-year high and Joe Biden continues to deny any knowledge of Hunter's involvement. We also have confirmation that Hunter Biden uh, told CEFC that his father was going to be a major uh, investor in the company and that uh, in fact he wanted to have keys to uh, an office headquarters that was going to be negotiating the deal so the business was going to involve not just joe biden but jill biden and this is the first proof we have that joe biden was involved in energy shady business dealings between the united states and china
0: is it really because joe's on tape bragging about leveraging a billion taxpayer dollars to fire a prosecutor in ukraine that we now know was investigating his son who admitted that he had no experience in ukraine oil gas energy whatsoever but was being paid a lot of money he also got did a $1.5 billion deal with the Bank of China. He had a $100,000 shopping spree with a Chinese national. He got, what, $3.5 million from a Russian oligarch, uh, apparently with no experience. And we now know 14 meetings that Joe had with Hunter's foreign business partners. So is Joe implicated here? Does Joe Biden deserve to be investigated for basically selling out his office?
8: I think it's safe to say now the oversight investigation of Hunter Biden is now shifting to an investigation of Joe Biden. Uh, We also have proof that five million dollars was transferred from CEFC to Hunter Biden's company that Hunter has told CEFC that Joe Biden was a part of. So this implicates Joe Biden's involvement uh, in the email that uh, to the CEFC, Hunter Biden also gave the Chinese company Joe Biden's personal cell number. And Hunter Biden has referred to the, the founder of the company, Patrick Yo Ho, as being the chief Spy chief for China, the Communist Party. So Hunter Biden knew not only was this a Chinese company, not only was this a Chinese company affiliated with the Communist China Chinese right. Party, this was also the company with the spy chief involved. Wow. Everything about this is a shady business dealing, and this is the first time that there's proof that in. Joe Biden was involved, in, and we have millions of dollars in transactions. That's why we're trying to get those uh, suspicious uh, this activity This and another transaction why. records.
4: You know, and I—I I have another report. Uh, we didn't hear it in that clip, but I have another report uh, that talks about that talks about um, COBOL. and to me, it's—it's it's the worst report. It's the worst of the ones we we've been faced with, and uh, let's see now. Yeah. But it is truly, truly stunning. Um that they got involved with this COBOL and now they're pushing now they're pushing electric vehicles that helps their mining operations. This is the this is the sad, sad news. Um also I wanted to play this clip too. This is about COVID deaths. Um, this is about vaccine deaths. Let's take a listen.
3: Well, a warm welcome to today's talk. It's Sunday, the 18th of September. Now, we're looking at excess deaths today. This is a phenomenon all over the world at the moment. And what prompted me to do this is the European Union has just published data showing that deaths are 16% higher than we would expect. And the vast majority of these are not COVID deaths. So we've got a great increase in non-COVID deaths. So that's what we'll be looking at from the European Union, and we'll see that this is the case in many countries around the world. Now, the UK latest excess, uh, excess death data, updated on the 16th of September, data for the week ending the 2nd of September. 350 deaths involved COVID. That's, uh, it was 505 the week before, so that's continuing to go down, which is good news. Total number of deaths registered in the UK, just over 10,000, but 7.4% above the five-year average. More people are dying than we would expect. This this equates to 706 excess deaths in the United Kingdom. And deaths involving COVID-19 account for 3.4% of all excess deaths. So we see there's a large number of excess deaths that cannot be attributed to COVID. What is causing these deaths? And uh, we're not really seeing that much discussion of this. That's why I'm very keen to keep this topic uh, in people's minds, because we really do need answers on this one. Now, this is excess mortality here. Now, I know, I know you won't be able to see this very well um, at all, but um, I'm going to blow it up for you. But it shows Mexico's worse. But the, the, these accumulative uh, excess deaths, of course, um, most of these are COVID. And if I just show you the order of uh, COVID uh, or total excess deaths, many of which are COVID, as we've said, is here Mexico did very badly in the pandemic, then the United States, Italy, Greece, Spain, United Kingdom, Ireland, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. So that's total excess deaths. Uh, Many of which are COVID. But if we look at the deaths that are current at the moment, most of these are not the vast majority of these, as we've seen, are not COVID deaths. And here we see that figure that these figures here. Um, So, for example, the United States is on about 12 percent at the moment. But again, we'll look at these in a bit of a blow up so we can see them in order. Ireland, the United Kingdom, Australia, the United States, New Zealand, Canada, or with uh, excess deaths, although the Canadian data is a bit uh, non-existent, actually, on uh, our world and data, at least. So the European report, excess mortality hits 16 percent, highest value in 2022 so far.
4: So stay tuned. And uh, also, I'm going to be finding the uh, audio clip uh, related to um, the, the COBOL deal that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden got involved with. And it could be the reason why they're pushing electric vehicles so hard, uh, because they personally will profit from it from the mining aspect of it. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out tacticalcivics.com, our sponsor. Also, check out magapack.org to find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. Use Red State over at MyPillow as your promo code. We'll see you next time on the radio. Goodbye,
1: buddy.